Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening into our live broadcast. We sure appreciate that, and those two listening to the recording. Of course, we appreciate that too, uh, whether you're listening on one of the video uh, platforms or if you're listening uh, on one of the podcasts. Um, you can get this in iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google um, Podcasts, etc. And you can contact me if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies at jasondemars.com. Or you can also email me at demjas at gmail.com. And this is part two of the book of Ephesians. And we are going to continue, are going to start uh, going verse by verse. Um, And we're just going to go as slowly as we can methodically through this book and and, uh, um, really, really try to break it down clearly for your spiritual edification. I sure appreciate you listening in uh, with us now. Verse 1, Paul, an apostle. Apostle means a, a sent one, a messenger of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Why does he say that, by the will of God? He wasn't chosen by other apostles. He wasn't uh, voted on by the church. He was personally chosen by God. We understand his calling that he had, that he was in the midst of persecuting the church, he was on his road to Damascus, and the supernatural light appeared saying, I am Jesus whom you persecute, and calling him to a ministry to witness to uh, the Jews, Gentiles, and kings. And he was personally called, and it was by, in other places, he says, by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints, which are at Ephesus. We spoke about that yesterday. Um, If you go back and look at the introduction, we go into detail. This book was written to a church that Paul had never visited uh, initially, and it was written along with the book of Colossians. And right, if you've ever been to Turkey, right in the same area, is three different cities, which Paul mentions, Laodicea, Colossae, and Hierapolis. And there were believers in each of those cities, Laodicea being uh, the major city there in that area, although Hierapolis is also very large as well. Um, But Paul wrote this to the Laodiceans, and uh, through the process of, um, of Tychicus coming from Rome to the port city of Ephesus and traveling by foot to Laodicea. Of course, he would have stopped and he would have communicated this letter also to the Ephesian church. And since that was the major church of that day, it would have also been disseminated from the Ephesians out to other churches elsewhere. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. That's another uh, uh, epithet for the church. 
the church, the true church, the bride of Christ, is also the faithful in Christ Jesus. And Paul writes his apostolic greeting, Grace be to you. Amen. Grace be to you and peace. Shalom from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to notice that what he says next here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's very interesting. In verse 17, he says, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a man. He was a man that was the anointed, chosen Messiah, the anointed one, and who was the Son of God. His, his uh, parentage was by the Holy Ghost overshadowing Mary and creating that perfect little sinless embryo within her body. God created both sperm and egg and fused them together so that he could be a sinless man. It wasn't as though God created a sperm and took the egg of Mary. Uh, if that was the case, Christ Jesus would have been a sinner. But he was not a sinner. He could not be a sinner. He had to be a sinless and perfect, spotless sacrifice for sin. So, so he was not the egg of Mary, but he was both sperm and egg created by Almighty God in the body of Mary. He was a man. And in such cases, Paul writes that he had a God. It's, it sounds strange. People don't understand that very often. But Jesus Christ had a God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I ascend unto my God and your God. In John, in the end of the book of the Gospel of John. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the verse before that, he speaks of God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Branham says that the restoration message moves us away from the oneness idea. This oneness idea is shown here. It's not just, if there was a oneness idea, grace be unto you and peace from the Lord Jesus Christ. That would be sufficient to say, but he doesn't say that. Uh, John 17 verse, verse 3 says, and this Jesus praying says, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is the image of the invisible God. God is invisible. He cannot be seen. So that when, you're see, when you look at Jesus, Jesus is God, made visible. He is the image of the invisible God. The invisible God is spirit. The Bible says the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. It says, where can I flee from your spirit? Whither can I go from your presence? If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I go into the farthest part of the sea, you're there. 
Why? Because God covers all space and time. So God wanted to come down and reveal himself in human form on the earth. So he himself created and gave birth to the Son of God through Mary. And he came down at the baptism when Jesus was being baptized. And that dove came down, God, that was God himself, the Father, coming down to dwell in his Son, Jesus Christ. And that Son was the image, from the time he was born, he was the image of the invisible God, the express image, exact stamp of God's nature. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to notice, if you have your Bible open in front of you, um, in the King James Version, um, and this is the Schofield Bible, it has places in italics. That means places is added by the translators in order to make more sense. What this verse is really communicating is, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies, in Christ, in Christ. So God, the God and Father of Jesus Christ, has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. How many spiritual blessings? Some? All spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Where is our walk in Christ? What dimension is it in? <laughs> Think about that for a second. What dimension are we living in as Christians in our Christian walk? It's not on earth. It's in the heavenlies. He's blessed us in the heavenlies, in Christ. That's our position. That's our positional place of our walk in Christ. Verse 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ chose us in Christ. Why do I say it that way? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So God blessed us with spiritual blessings where? In the Messiah. In the Anointed One. As according as He, who? The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ has chosen us in Him. Now is it God choosing us in God? Well, in a sense you could say that's true. But really what the scripture says, we were, he blessed us in heavenly place, in the heavenlies, in Christ, and he chose us in him. So in this place, in this sphere of heavenly blessings, we is in Christ. So the place that we're chosen before the foundation of the world to be in is in Christ. And I want to pause 
here and emphasize this. Brothers and sisters, our blessings are not because of us. Our blessings are not because of our efforts or even the spiritual condition that we place ourselves in. It's not even because of our own personal faith that we've created, that we've worked ourselves into, that we have said, I'm getting myself in the position where I can be blessed. No, you were not in the position to be blessed. You were in the position to be cursed. There's only one man that ever lived that was in the position of blessing. That is Jesus Christ. And the place that we have of blessing is because of Christ, not because of what you and I have done. So why are we blessed in the heavenlies? Christ. Where are we chosen? In Christ. Why are we blessed? Christ. I want that to sink in. The only place that we can be blessed is not because of what we've done, not because even of who we are. We are, we are born under a curse. Why are you say that? We're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. We, have, we are born with a nature to sin. We are born in a position where we are dead. That's what Paul writes in the second chapter of, of Ephesians. We were dead in sins and trespasses. Totally dead to be able to do any work of righteousness. So where is our place of heavenly blessings? It's not in ourselves. It's in the Messiah. And where are we chosen even to be a part of these blessings? In the Messiah, Jesus. According as He has chosen us, so God individually chose us. He chose you. He chose me as individuals to be in Christ. And when did He choose us? Last week? No, He chose before the foundation of the world. Before there ever was a creation, you were in Christ. And what did He choose us to be before the foundation of the world? He chose us that we would be holy and without blame before Him in love. So we will be in love, in the Beloved, in Christ. We are holy and without blame. You're not holy by yourself. You're unholy by yourself. By yourself, you're full of blame. I'm full of blame. But in it being chosen in Christ before the creation ever happened, we are holy. We are without blame. How are we holy and without blame? Christ. He is the worthy one. He is the sinless, spotless sacrifice. You and I, we're deserving of nothing. We're deserving of hell. But in Christ, 
we're holy and without blame. This is God's choosing. This is God's purpose. He put us, He blessed us in the heavenlies, in Christ, before the world ever was created, before there was even a space for a star or an atom to be created. All right, we're going to finish there. We'll start up again looking at verse 4, again a little bit in a bigger context, and then continue on there. May the Lord richly bless you. If you have questions, testimonies, prayer requests, please let me know. I will certainly be glad to take those things before the Lord. May the Lord richly bless you.